0: try treading water that they drowning my head on the swivel yeah it's only really my
1: surroundings <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 180 of the Smash Accept Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at DynastydadfF. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 179, the recap of week one. Snoog and I had so much fun doing it. We just couldn't stop hitting the record button. So what we want to do now is bring you the late slate from four o'clock up to the Monday night game. Hope you guys really enjoyed this as much as we did. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the podcast. Screaming at my TV, watching the Commanders Cardinals. That's for sure. You know, you're, Sam Howe struggled mightily. He was taking a lot of sacks. I, I like his confidence. Hopefully he bounces back this week. Arizona offense, absolute dumpster fire. You know, Josh Dobbs is just thrown in there. He doesn't even know guys' names. James Connor is the only heavily, the guy that I think is going to be heavily utilized in this offense while he's, while he's healthy. But the biggest takeaway from that game for me is go buy Zach Ertz. 30% target share. Dobbs can't get the ball downfield. He's going to target Zach Ertz heavily. I got him in Smash Except Four. I gave up a 24 third and got Zach Ertz in a 24 four. Okay. Like Zach Ertz is a guy that we talk about. If you didn't get one of those elite tight ends, go out and buy Zach Ertz a third, a pair of thirds. And I think you got, you get a guy that's going to be a tight end one as long as he's healthy. Not a lot to talk about in that game. I get it. But the next game, there is Packers, Bears, Jordan Love. In June, I was saying, Jordan Love, go buy him. He's way too cheap. And people were mocking me. You know, I traded, I had the 111 in my one league and I was like, I didn't know who to take at the time. I got Jordan Love straight up for it. I think Jordan Love came out looked fantastic. Aaron Jones looked like a top three running back. I mean, Aaron Jones balled out. I understand he got dinged up in the game. On the flip side of it, Fields look shaky. You know, he he was, we're going to see some of these ups and downs, obviously with him running the ball, trying to do things there, but talk to me a little bit about Love versus Fields because Jordan Love was impressive and Justin Fields has people a little bit worried right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I saw a lot of things good from Justin Fields game. I I didn't get a chance to kind of dig through the tape yet, but a lot of games I did, I I still have to watch that whole game. I I didn't really, I only saw highlights of it and kind of Mm -hmm. during the red zone period, but Jordan Love looked great. I mean, he wants to run Matt LaFour's offense, and Aaron Rodgers didn't. And that was that mm-hmm. issue for them. Was Aaron Rodgers wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to do what works for him. And, I mean, Jordan Love's standing back there. It looked like behind five Pro Bowl offensive linemen that are the best players I've ever seen in my life, and there's nobody rushing him because he was in clean pockets the whole game, just absolutely slinging that football around. I think he had three touchdowns, 30 fantasy points, and six-point passing. I mean, he did everything that we'd want to see from a guy as his first true start as the the new, the new starting quarterback. So we saw him. He looked the best out of any of the new guys: Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, even Bryce Young, Stroud, Richardson. How Jordan Love looked the best, and he made. He he didn't even have Christian Watson. He was throwing a, a rookie. Jane Reed, Romeo Dabbs, like he was just making plays regardless. Aaron Jones, like he he was spreading that ball around. He was making good reads. He wasn't taking sacks. He wasn't turning the ball over, and that's everything you want to see from a young quarterback like that. There's a real-world scenario where we end up with five really good QBs from that 2020 class, and he's the last one to check the box. So he's a guy that I'm super excited about. But, Dad, I have a question for you here now. Romeo Dubs, is he good or is he bad? Is it just because Christian Watson's out, or is it just because Romeo Dubs was the only guy there catching passes? Because, I mean, when Dubs played last year with Christian Watson on the field, He was out snapping him and he was producing better and Christian Watson production was coming down. So I'm curious where you stand on that because I know you like Christian Watson a little bit. And I want to know if you think that Romeo dubs has the potential to be a really solid guy. That's the thorn in Christian Watson's side, or if you think it's just because there was nobody else.
1: I'm taking the latter. I think it's because nobody else. I think Christian Watson is back this week. I think Romeo Dobbs last year, had a lot of ups and downs. I would sell for a 24 second. I know we talk about that a lot where it's a guy that, you know, in between situations for me, I was excited more with Luke Musgrave. I mean, he led all green Bay pass catchers in route percentage. He's a borderline top 12 dynasty wide receiver. I was excited. I think he's going to end up being that complimentary role a little bit more than Dobbs. And I think Jalen Reed, as we, as we get on to the season is I think he's more talented than Romeo Dobbs. I think that's the area mm-hmm. where I'm kind of, if, if I can get Reed for Dobbs, you know, or, or Reed plus I'm all in. Um, Man, this has been we're just cruising through these. Dolphins Chargers the most exciting game all week. I mean Tua and Herbert locked and loaded QB ones. Just some juggernauts going back and forth. There for the last couple of weeks I've been really advocating moving off some of these top tier quarterbacks for Tua Tagovailoa. He is able to make I mean Tyreek Hill is on another level. We talked about Christian McCaffrey. Tyreek Hill is just the unquestioned absolute baller veteran all in, you know, win-now type wide receiver that you want to buy. You'd go out and get him. On the other side of the ball, Eckler is that guy for your win-now, top three running back. I mean, he looked fantastic. Joshua Kelly was able to at least produce on top of that. So we know he's the clear cut. And I, I was advocating in my insurance running back, buying him everywhere, like getting him thrown in deals. This is These are two offenses I want as many pieces as possible. I think Tua and Herbert both could have top five, top eight seasons, and they showed it this week.
0: Yeah, the Dolphins and the Chargers are going to be two top five offenses in the NFL probably when it's all said and done. Right there with Philly, Cincinnati, and either Buffalo or Kansas City. But, I mean, Justin Herbert and Tua are both phenomenal quarterbacks, and I know a lot of people are having that debate of who's better right now. Don't disrespect Justin Herbert. I mean, this is a guy that has a full clip on YouTube that's like six minutes long of him throwing the most unbelievable passes you've ever seen in your life. He really convinced people that Jalen Guyton was good. That gives you every reason to invest in every single receiver in that Chargers wide receiver core because Quentin Johnson's the young buck, the new toy. He has that deep threat ability, that yak ability, that 6'4", 80-inch wingspan um, range of uh, abilities to just go up and snag that ball. And then you also got Keenan Allen, who looked phenomenal. I mean, this was a guy that was separating really well, running great routes, that primary piece in that passing game. And then don't forget my boy, Austin. I mean, Austin's a phenomenal, dynamic running back. Catches the ball out of the backfield. He only played like 50% of snaps, and he put up, I think he was like 27 fantasy points. Like, that's just the dynamic ability this guy has. He can run between the tackles. He can make you miss. He can break your tackles. He's so smart. He knows where to be at the right time. And this is a guy that is one of the best receiving backs in the NFL, if not the best. So you have every reason to invest in that entire offense. And don't get me started with Tyreek Hill. I mean, having 10 shares of him in Dynasty, I know I'm winning 10 leagues guaranteed because he has the potential to finish as the wide receiver one overall. And dad, we were banging that drum for him to be the locked and loaded 103, taking him over Christian McCaffrey, and it panned out. I mean, that two tour Tyreek stack, I have in a lot of best ball and redraft leagues, and I'm winning some money early on, so I'm excited.
1: Yeah, we had a couple guys reach out and they're like, Hey, Snoog and you were had him at one oh three. I took him at one oh three. You won me week one. And I love that. Tyreek Hill and, and Austin Eckler. Fun. If you are not contending, right, this is where we get into this scenario. And people keep asking, like, Dad, what's an insulated trade? And I know we have a lot of new people. So a trade that I was able to make recently is I got Brandon Ayuk in a 24 first for Tyreek Hill. And I was able to trade Austin Eckler for Ramondre Stevenson in a 24 first. We get to that area where, like, people are like, yeah, but this is a top three running back and a top three wide receiver. So – on the flip side, Snoop, because I know you you got a lot more winning teams. I'm all about teaching the rebuild process. I'm all about you know teaching principles of that. If you are going all in and you want Tyreek Hill and you want Austin Eckler, like what are you willing to pay, right? Like this is it, it's is it two mid twenty four firsts. Like what kind of production? As long as these guys are healthy, right? It's the same as Christian McCaffrey. If you trade Gibbs for McCaffrey and McCaffrey gets hurt, you're done right? You're, you're going to go curl in a ball as you watch Jameer Gibbs be a top three running back for the next five years, you know, like, so what's that line for you? I've been advocating to everybody. If you have a running back, like, um, you know, there's a guy that you're not totally sold on, whether that's a, a James Cook or a Cam Akers, or maybe, you know, those kind of guys tearing up off of them. Or if you're at a wide receiver who, like we talked about Drake London, maybe not producing, maybe, uh, you know, a, a Keenan Allen type, like what kind of capital do you have to put together to get these guys?
0: At this point in time, I think Tyree Kill, you're probably gonna have to give up close to two first in value. And Austin Eckler, he's probably at that like one and a half, one first range mm-hmm. where he's kind of at that twenty-eight-year-old range, but I mean, this guy's not slowing down anytime soon, and neither is Tyree Kill. We saw what they did against each other on Sunday, and there's big plans in the future. Those are guys that are key mm-hmm. pieces in that offense. The only thing that stops these players from kind of producing is is a big injury or mm-hmm. kind of like a, a legal situation, like like what happened with Camara. I mean, Camara is a guy that's one of the best backs in the league still to this day, and the whole NFL agrees. His contact balance, the way he gets the ball in the backfield, his dynamic skill set. Austin Eckler is just like that. The only difference is Kamara had that legal situation. His value dropped because there was a chance he missed a whole year, and at that age, people are – all out on that same thing happened to Mixon, but now we got discounts on these guys so i really like to capitalize on the discounts when their value drops rather than buying high but austin eckler's i'm fine buying him over a guy like cmc because cmc you're probably gonna have to pay up maybe almost another first on top yeah. of Eckler. he's everybody's like dynasty rb4 eckler's like been falling for people just because of age issues but i mean austin eckler's phenomenal He's probably that number two option in that passing game for the Chargers and Justin Herbert. So as biased as I may sound, talking about Austin, he, he's a great, great player. And you have every reason to go buy him in, in veteran competing leagues. So, I mean, I've been doing it as well. Tyree Kill, pound that drum. He has the potential to finish as the wide receiver one overall and put up 2,000 yards. They're mm-hmm. all chasing that record. Tyree Kill has the ability to do
1: it. And I'm seeing trades here. I mean, Jamison Williams in a 24 first smash. Give me, smash. give me Tyreek Hill. And if you're on the other side, I think that's got. On top of that's got. Uh, well, that's the next one. I just saw two firsts plus Quentin Johnston. I think that's probably the line Quentin. for me. I Quentin. can't take that's essentially a three first. If you get two firsts plus a guy, you know, I see a, a Jerry Judy in a 24 first. I see Romeo Dobbs in 24 first smash this. Uh, You got to take Tyreek Hill there. You know what I mean? Not even a question. Debo Samuels in a a 24 second. I mean, that's a no brainer, you know, like I I think you want to be, if you you guys are looking for those players, I mean, we're talking about the Brandon I Devonta Smith. I mean, if you can move, Tyreek to Devonta, and maybe get a little bit of plus. I'm all over that, nice. you know. Austin Eckler, I think what you're looking at is that next. If I tell you right now, and you're rebuilding team, Kendra Miller in a 24 first, or Austin Eckler, Eckler, you like it? Smash
0: it, yeah, smash yeah. it.
1: Let's move on. I mean, I love that we're on the same page. That Rams, Seahawks, you can't talk about fantasy this week without talking about Puka, right? Puka Nakua, absolutely the most by a rookie wide receiver. 15 targets, the most since 1992. Snoop, how old were you in 1992?
0: I don't even think I was thought of yet, Dad.
1: <laughs> I was 11, so we're going to just go that route, okay? You're making me feel old, but that's fine. Yeah. While Cooper Cup is out, this is an absolute must-play flex appeal. Matthew Stafford looked his way nonstop. Matthew Stafford looked sharp, man. He looked like 2021 Matthew Stafford he threw for over 300 yards the elbow looked good as long as he stays upright I think Matthew Stafford is going to throw for you know 4,000 plus yards this year when Cooper Cup comes back we have a phenomenal offense that you know I think is going to be right there Kyron Williams let's talk about him 15 for 52 two touchdowns 65% snap share are we buying in on this Rams offense a little bit
0: I am. And, and I actually really like Matt Stafford's value. I think you could still go out there and shoot a second over for him. And I got it. For I, got I did it today. So. 24 yep.
1: seconds.
0: Yeah, I did a today. That's so. man. like the way everybody's I'm looking seen, at it.
1: What do you do with Aaron Rodgers? You lost Aaron Rodgers for the year. You think that, you know, a lot of people were advocating Ryan Tannehill. You throw a second out for Matthew Stafford, and yep. you could be right in the same spot. Or
0: Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah. My instant thought, as soon as the Aaron Rodgers trade or ish injury happened, as soon as it did, I mean, he fell on his butt. They started to help him off the field. I went to my leagues, and I, I reached out to every Matt Stafford owner. That's why said, we hey, get along. Look, I need a quarterback, me hey, Matt Stafford. you got to be ahead of the curve, guys. And Matt Stafford's a guy that looked great without Cooper Cup in week one. Mm-hmm. The production wasn't there, but the yardage was. The consistency. He was making good, smart decisions. He wasn't turning the ball over a ton like he was last year. That elbow's fixed, guys. Tyler Higby. Nakua if he's the real deal. Cooper Cup comes back. That's I gotta a, say though there's man. a chance Stafford is a top five to eight quarterback from when Ooh. Cup comes when Cup comes back yeah. on if Cup stays healthy and plays like the full say 14, 13 games, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford has the potential to be a top eight ish quarterback in that time frame all day. Spicy,
1: and I like it. Puka, honestly, I told everyone, you know, if you play in a 12-team dynasty, 25-man roster, you go 100% in. You know, like you don't mess around with this because the Isaiah Pacheco's, the, you know, the the guys that you can get in a 25-man, you know, 25-man roster, they're, you're not going to get anybody worth more than a third. Puka's instantly worth a second right now, at yep. least. Now, the question that I'm getting is, I'm seeing him getting traded for 25 seconds. That's pointless. Because if yeah. you got the real deal here, you talked about Josh Downs maybe being Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, Puka looked like an Amon Ross St. Brown; <laughs> like he just looked that way. And I think you're not going to get a 24 first. One of the guys in the Patreon, him and I, worked out a deal with someone where he gave up Zach Wilson and Puka for a 24 first, and that's a smash. Like if you can get something in the first rain value, value that 24 seconds got to be a little bit early to mid. But we talk about round five draft capital, that doesn't come around very much as being someone who hits.
0: Yeah. I mean, what if he's the next Marquise Colson? Who knows? We don't know. I know that for sure. When's the last time, dad, what did I tell you before we get on? When's the last time we had a a wide receiver like this after that, like third round range like that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, that comes in as a stud. Like we haven't seen that in a while. So I think we're due. Who knows? I'm not finding out for a second value though. I'm not going to trade a trade Nakua for 25 second because I eat, sleep, and breathe 25 seconds, 24 seconds. You can get those at any given moment. I'm, I'm willing to give the risk because yeah. what's a second when you have the potential to hit on? Maybe even if it, Cup comes back and even if Niku is just a really strong flex player. I got yeah. top 40, top 35 guy. He's young. He's already worth that second.
1: Puka and a second for a first. I would take the first. First. That's where I'm at. So that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm really trying to get across to people. It's not just a second. You're, you're playing around there. Um, let's talk about the Seahawks real quick. Gino didn't quite look the same. So I, I definitely want to talk about that a little bit. JSN, by the dip, okay, right? Like DK Metcalf got his. JSN, a lot of people are like, oh, he only got, you know, I think it was with two or three receptions. People are like, oh, he's not the same guy. This guy's coming back from an injury way before he should have. Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba is the real deal. I saw one of the guys in the Patreon message me. He said, I got Jackson Smith and Jigba in a second for Zay Flowers in a third. And I said, dude, just run to the bank. Like, you just, you just killed it. You killed it. Jackson Smith and Jigba is a must-buy. We talk about if you're going to tear off a Tyreek Hill, get Jackson Smith and Jigba Plus. Get yourself into that area where you know you got the next big thing. Seattle offense, are you worried at all? Or was this Rams defense? I mean, Aaron Donald, I don't know if you saw the one play. Gino was like, oh, my God. Like they had him mic'd up where Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was on a mission to just get back to where he was in 2021. Rams defense looked pretty good. Seattle offense paid the price.
0: Yeah, I'm not worried at all. I mean, it's week one. Joe Burrow put up 82 passing yards in a divisional game, head-to-head matchup with in a must-win game. That's a must-win game. I don't care if it's week one. That's a divisional game. You can only get another chance at them one more time this year, and that's a team that the Bengals should have beat them all day. The fact that you have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Irv Smith, Tyler Boyd all next to you, and you put up 82 passing yards on 31 attempts, dude, come on, wake up! This isn't this isn't college football anymore. You got to wake up. You got to produce. You're an elite, top three, top four quarterback. You're viewed as the second best quarterback in the NFL. Second best quarterback in the NFL doesn't do that. I don't care who you are. Josh Allen had a terrible game last night. Probably terrible blew the deal. game for the Bills. You could, you could arguably say that, but come on. I mean, <laughs> he didn't put up 82 passing yards, I could tell you that. He at least gave the Bills a chance. Joe Burrow gave them zero chance. So mm-hmm. that really made me mad, especially being a guy that owns them I in mean, like eight of my dynasty leagues. But, I mean, Joe Burrow is great. So don't let League One kind of steer your direction. Oh, yeah. Like, had zero. Greg yeah. London had zero. Burrow had like three. Like, that happens. It, it's going to happen. Geno Smith, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Lockett had that injury. DK Metcalf. Kenneth Walker looked pretty good. I mean, this offense is stacked. We're going to see Jackson Smith and Jigba be utilized more. He was kind of utilized underneath too much. I want to see him kind of play downfield more because he can do it all. I mean, people like to say he's only underneath slot guy, but he can do it all. And all it takes is that one injury. And I never like to bring that up because I hate injuries so much, and we saw what injuries have done to us this week. But it takes that one injury that – Tyler Lockett was that close from missing time. And Jason already started playing more. So he just broke his hand. It's probably still broken. Give the guy some time. Buy low and buy low and redraft as well.
1: Perfect. Eagles Patriots, you know, Mac Jones was, he played surprisingly well, right? I mean, Mac Jones, I saw people selling for 25 seconds in Superflex. You go out there and he goes for 316 and three touchdowns. Kendrick Bourne catches two touchdowns. Ramondre Stevenson obviously struggles with 2.1 yards per catch, but six receptions kind of saves his, saves his day. I'm telling everybody, do not try to move off of Ramondre Stevenson. I'm seeing him getting sold cheap. This guy's still a stud. Um, so on that Patriot side of the ball, I mean, Kendrick Bourne's available in a lot of, a lot of sleeper leagues right now. You know, And I'm going out there, and I'm, he's a sneaky buy for me, obviously thrown in there. It, it looked like Mac Jones looked to him early and often. But is Mac Jones – you know, we had him in that Kenny Pickett area where we had him down there of like he's better. He is someone that I don't want to say he's worth a first again yet, but if he plays like this for three more weeks, you know, starts out the season like this, that, that's a sound investment.
0: Yeah, he's better than Kenny Pickett. Mac Jones is better than Kenny Pickett. Trade accordingly. Mac Jones has nothing I think you on can make that. Trade.
1: I think you can get a, a second. You can get a
0: plus second yep. on top all day. Yep. That's an insulated trade we love, Dad, because all it takes is T. Higgins to be a New England Patriot next year, and then Mac Jones all of a sudden has this top 15, top 18 unlocked potential. I mean, this is a guy that looked great. He played one of the best defenses in the NFL on Sunday and just made good plays, made smart decisions. I don't know. I don't think he turned the ball over, did he? Or no, yeah, he threw a pick six. That wasn't his fault. Yeah. Yeah, It was a drop pass. But Kendrick Bourne, yeah, like you said, I mean, he's actually like my most owned dynasty player. Because I went to training camp last year and he was just all jacked up and he looked like some super freak. And I thought I remember he was like this wicked, skinny, fast wide receiver. And me and my buddies were getting all hyped up and I was like, Oh yeah, like this guy's gonna be the best wide receiver on the Patriots. And he was like dirt cheap too. He put up like eight hundred yards. I was like, Oh yeah, he's he's gonna be that guy. He's gonna be that like steal, that gem top like forty, top thirty guy. It didn't work out. So unfortunately I-, I have so much Kendrick Bourne. So hopefully he ends up being the real deal, but Mac Jones. Let's get back to that. I mean, dead. Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, Sam Howell. Rank them in order because I got Mac Jones at the top.
1: I know, right? Like we, I wanted it to be Sam Hill, Sam Howell a week ago. I'm not trying to write him off yet because I think he's got it. Mac mm-hmm. Jones is clearly above, you know, Desmond Ritter for me. Kenny Pickett's really just I, I don't own him anywhere anymore. I just it's that, it's, yeah. it's like a stain on my roster. I just don't want it. I don't know why. It's, you know, maybe he pans out. I was I sold one share of Pickett straight up for Jordan Love yeah. and I'm ecstatic about it. You talked about Kendrick Bourne being a gem, you know, a guy that you were on to. For me, it was Kenny Gainwell. Like, I don't know, two months ago on the pod, I said I it's not gonna be Kenny Penny. Gainwell. It's not gonna be Swift. I said Gainwell is the guy that's gonna start. And he was, you know, he went out four receptions, 14 carries for 54 yards. You know, he's not the greatest pure runner, but man, the Eagles trust him. They trust him in pass protection. They trust him in, you know, third downs. They trust him to be that guy. And Swift did nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. You and I both said he's our sit of the week. He did nothing. Kenneth Gainwell, you know, I think he's a guy that I've seen him available in some leagues for me. I'm throwing out a pair of thirds. Why not? You know, get yourself into that area. Um, Absolutely. And Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, you know, AJ Brown, they're going to be fine. A lot of people yeah. are really trying to hit the panic button on, you know, Dallas Goddard putting up a goose egg. Yeah, it sucks for fantasy, but he's a locked and loaded top eight tight end. You know, like it, there's a scenario where you literally started like Joe Burrow, Drake London, Dallas Goddard, you know, sky Yeah, T. Higgins. You scored like. My brother's one of them, and he scored 60 points the whole week. He had, like, all those uh, guys. I'm like, you know, it, it's just you hate to see it, but the Eagles are going to be absolutely fine. No absolutely. questions there at all. Yeah. Um, Swift is I've the same as Akers, right? If you have DeAndre Swift, people are like, I got to get rid of him. You, you just can't right now. You, you yeah. just got to hold him, and you got to treat it like the Cam Akers situation. Take one of your guys who's hot that maybe it's Puka. Maybe you put Puka with DeAndre Swift and get yourself a first and Jerome Ford, you know, like – Find something creative. Everybody's just like, what pick should I get for DeAndre Swift? Who's offering you a pick for DeAndre Swift at this point? No one. Like you have to get creative. Don't just, you know, think outside the box a little bit guys.
0: Dad, I I absolutely love the Kenny Givinwell hype. And I, I have a little hypothetical here. I'm shooting like for the moon here. Like I'm, I'm throwing a rock and I'm hopefully hitting, hitting the house, like 60 yards down the street from me. Is there a real world scenario Where Kenneth Gainwell, I say this because similar measurables, both smaller guys, very good pass catchers, and great offenses. Is there a real-world scenario where Kenneth Gainwell can potentially be the next Austin Eckler? He finally gets his opportunity to shine. Like the Melvin Gordon situation. All right, Melvin was unbelievable, but he's gone. Eckler steps in. Phenomenal player. Yeah. Now we got Gainwell, similar. I got a late, Eckler went undrafted, but Gainwell was like a fourth-round player. A lot of people were high on him coming out. Smaller guy, just very smart player, trustworthy for the, from that Eagles position where they didn't think they needed to even draft a running back. Gainwell comes in, starter. Swift is in the doghouse week one. One of those guys is going to be good. Gainwell's the cheaper option. He was the cheaper option. Is there a scenario where Kenneth Gainwell, in that elite offense, the best offensive line in the NFL, can be a top ten guy within the next two years?
1: I don't see it. I mean, if you look at his 2019, he was over 1,400 yards and you know 6.3 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns. I I like Kenny Gainwell. I think we're just getting a little excited here. You know, like okay. I, Austin Eckler did out to nowhere we- too.
0: You I know, don't like think it was, can happen either. I was just shooting for the moon was, to see what you would say. That,
1: he was, he was that, I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm also a little bit more of a realist. But, like, you know, yeah. Eckler was behind Melvin Gordon for a couple of years. Kenny Gainwell wasn't behind an absolute stud. He was behind Miles Sanders. So I think yep. if he was in that area, he would have broke it. But, you know, I love the enthusiasm. Moving over to Raiders Broncos. I know you enjoyed this game. I enjoyed this game. Devontae Adams, let's take your victory lap here because he is going to be a volume-based wide receiver one. But he is a top five wide receiver every single year. I don't know why everybody was like, oh, let let's Jimmy Garoppolo's there. You know, this isn't going to be the same. Jimmy Garoppolo targeted him early and often over a 30% target share. And Jacoby Myers, who I was saying I was buying for seconds everywhere, was an impressive nine catches, 81 yards, two touchdowns on a 41% target share. So the two of these guys, 71% target share. Both of them absolute steals in the offseason because Adams was falling to the fifth round. You know, Jacoby Myers was falling to the 12th, 13th round and, and people were paying second round picks. Raiders offense, you know, they're, they're going to have their ups and downs. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo knows who's going to bread the butter or butter the bread. We're not bread and the butter. But they, it's, it's these two guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you said, Dad, all I needed to see in that game, I could have watched nothing. All I all I needed to see was the box scores. And I can tell you, Jacoby Myers put up 30 points, two touchdowns, nine targets. Devontae Adams still got that same target share, like that nine, eight targets. Okay. That role is going to be switched next week. Devontae Adams is going to be the go to guy in that passing game. All I needed to see was Jimmy G proved that he can support maybe one to two guys at an elite volume level. And he did. I mean, Jimmy G looked great. No he didn't turn the ball over, I don't think. I gotta rewatch that game too, but I watched Adams, Adams routes ran in that game. And I mean, he's still Adams. Patrick Tame was all over him, so following him everywhere he went. That's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Adams. And still everybody
1: acts like Adams games. was a deep threat. I mean, yes, he has that to his game. But as far as route running goes, he is the best. He is going Absolutely. to get that yards Absolutely. of separation. And Garoppolo is a competent quarterback. We talked about Baker Mayfield. We talked about Matthew Stafford. If you have a, I mean, would you pay a 24 second for Garoppolo right now?
0: Yep. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm not paying a first, but I think you get a second for Garoppolo. Six and point he keeps twelve you. man. Yeah. yeah. He keeps you in the hunt. Moving over to the you know, the 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 Broncos side of the ball. I was very, very impressed with Javante Williams. You know, we, we talked about where Dobbins was and Brees Hall. Javante Williams coming off that ACL injury, 13 carries, 52 yards. You know, he broke an 11 yarder. I know that's not huge, but he passed the eye test. He was right there. And Samaj P. Ryan, you know, he's going to eat into that kind of like we talk about what Dalvin's going to do against Brees. He's going to get his, he got his eight carries from 41, but I, I think we have a scenario here where, you know, Samaj P. Ryan is worthwhile to, 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 you know, stash on the back end of your roster. Javante Williams, I am getting really close to moving him back into my top 12 dynasty running backs. And I know people are calling me crazy for that, but I think he's a league winner. I think by the time the season is all said and done, he's going to be balling out the past game though that's what i want to talk about snoog is russell wilson again 27 for 34 that's great you know almost 80 percent completion for 177 yards only five yards of completion and you look at it p ryan had five adam troutman had five and Cortland sutton had four Dolchich, nowhere to be seen so judy coming back is, is this offense going to open up a little bit more from sean payton should we invest in broncos or is it just you know what i'm going to stick with the running backs
0: yeah, I mean, Russ, let's start with Russ. I mean, he looked a lot better. He didn't look like the same Russell Wilson we saw last year. A lot right, smarter with right. the ball, a lot more confident, quicker decisions. That's what you want to see. Five yards per, per target is phenomenal for us, for our, for our Javante Williams shares, our Jerry Judy shares, because Judy's a quick separator. We're going to see him getting open a lot, a lot of drags, a lot of crossers, a lot of things underneath in that yak game that we're going to be looking for and Russ just looked a lot better. It looked like Sean unlocked, not maybe not the old prime Russ, but the better version of Russ that the Broncos hopefully traded for. So I'm actually really excited about this offense being a sleeper mm-hmm. offense, and the five yards per, per throw is great. I mean, Javante Williams, he's going to be a guy that can catch five to six passes a game and help us unlock that crazy ceiling that we saw. Overall impressed, 27 for 34 is great. I mean, if you told me Russ did that last year, I'd laugh and say no way he did, but this year, Okay, now we're talking two touchdowns, zero turnovers. That's what we want to see from Russell Wilson. So I'm really excited to see that. And when Jared Judy comes back, I don't know when it's going to be, but hopefully soon, he's the guy that's going to be the main target in that game. Marvin Mims is going to start getting involved. Dulcich is hurt. He's done for a few weeks. So expect Troutman to be on the field more. We're going to have Sutton, Judy, and Marvin Mims. Mims and Judy are going to offer that speed and that field stretching ability. Expect Russ's efficiency to bump up and expect Javante and Samaje to still get those underneath targets and those checkdowns for more fantasy points in our PPR formats.
1: Go by Jerry Judy. Russell Wilson, you know, he's starting to be on the cusp. You talked about Matthew Stafford. We're talking about this same area. If I have Russell Wilson, we go Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford in the 24th second.
0: I think I'd take Russ just because the fat contract. I think he's in a little bit better situation not injury prone like Stafford with that elbow. I think this is a lot less risks with Russ. I think Russ is in contract till 2028. Mm -hmm. Stafford's probably going to retire way before that. So, I mean, I think Russ has a lot more job security. And when you get to that age and and those situations, job security is what matters. Just look to the contract, look at the health, recent injuries, and then kind of go from there. But Russ looks like he's in the best shape of his life. He was moving a lot more, which I was excited to see i like to see him kind of unlock that rushing upside he once had. One one carry for one yard. Come on, dude. You move around that pocket, stretch some plays out. Like you, you should be a guy that's rushing for 20, 25, maybe 30 rushing yards a game. Unlock that ceiling. Give us an extra three to four points per week and finish as the top 15 quarterback.
1: Almost done with the slate here Sunday night. I got to say in my FFPC pros versus Joe's where the smash except podcast is playing against, you know, six other Joe's and Roto viz with Curtis Patrick, a lot of great guys in there. I'm tanking. I, I'm trying to get the 101, and the Cowboys defense got me 39 points, 39 points, man. They went nuts in the FFPC, but you know, you look at Dallas defense is going to give people fits. We know, you know, Pollard had a great game, but snooks, you know, the Giants' offense looked so bad. Now, is that the is this as Dallas defense is as good as it is, or are the Giants going to be going through some struggles?
0: That was one of those weird scenarios when nobody has ever seen that, especially on a primetime game like that. Dallas' defense looked phenomenal, and I think they're one of the more premier defenses in the NFL, but – I mean, are we Saquon just forgetting Barkey. about this
1: one for the Giants then? Because that's yeah. where I'm like, people are like, yeah. oh, man, what about Waller? What about Jones? I think we just clear the slate and we let the Giants guys yeah. be right where they're at. And don't know?
0: forget, and, the Giants got the ball and instantly made a red zone. like They drove right down. They drove down that field. Saquon looked phenomenal. He has that burst back. Saquon's going to be an absolute bell cow in this offense. That's a guy that I want everybody that's listening right now to go out and buy in every single dynasty, redraft best ball, whatever it is you're in, go out there and send out a first and a second for Saquon or send out a first, see what happens. Take advantage of the guys that have really good weeks, like the Kyron Williams, the Josh Kellys, add on to them with like a first and a second, just just get a Saquon deal done because this is a guy that I still think has a top four ceiling easily this year. And I think bounce back week. I mean, he had like 10 points in an absolute blowout where dimes looked horrible and he was getting sacked every two seconds. They're going to play the the Commanders twice. They're going to play the Eagles twice, the Cowboys twice. Tough defensive division. But Saquon Barkley showed that that did not matter last year. And the Giants only got better on offense. So invest in Saquon, invest in Waller. Dimes, I don't know. <laughs> but same, yeah.
1: ci- same city, different team. Obviously, yeah. Rodgers gets hurt. Are we investing in Garrett Wilson? You and I both moved him all the way up. <laughs> to our dynasty wide receiver five we were both in that same area my biggest question right now obviously tom brady's not coming out of retirement maybe it's jamison winston that Jameis winston that would blow my mind that would be the best case scenario you know people are talking about maybe it's just zach wilson maybe they you know go out there and kick the tires on some of these backups it's going to be a weird weird situation until teams start falling out of the playoffs maybe maybe you know the Rams fall out of contention. The Tennessee falls out of contention and Tannehill or Stafford goes there right now. You know, we're looking at it. He's the wide receiver five. We wanted him to be in that area. We moved him up there with Rogers being there. Is he now moving back? We look at five receptions for 34 yards and a touchdown freakish touchdown, by the way, you know, we hopefully Zach Wilson can, you know, take the next step up, but should we be moving him out of that CD lamb, AJ Brown tier Into that Amon-Ra St. Brown or Amon-Ra St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave tier because I have a lot of people saying, "Can I even get Olave plus for Wilson anymore? Can I even move up to this area?" So I love the talent. I'm personally going to buy Garrett Wilson everywhere because I think we're in a situation where the Jets are going to bring someone else in, or Aaron Rodgers comes back next year. So we already have a quarterback in place. What are you thinking here? I mean, this is a weird scenario, right? Like, this is an area where people are going to be hitting the panic button, and we can either, you know, extract a ton of value, or we can lose big.
0: I mean, I forgot about it, and I was doing good until you brought it back up again. I'm depressed.
1: Like, I I literally couldn't sleep. I was, I was just like, no, this didn't happen. Nope. You know, you're just waiting for him to come back out, but it did happen. So, like, I had a guy in the Patreon say, "Can I get?" something plus can i trade garrett wilson for chris alave in a 24 second and i said probably not i feel like garrett wilson the gap between garrett wilson and chris alave has closed after week 1 based off the quarterback play
0: the thing is garrett wilson's still one of the best wide receivers in the nfl like he's mm-hmm. still up there for one of the top talents and he's 22 23 years old Last year, he he played with four different starting quarterbacks and had one offensive rookie of the year. Had one of the best wide receiver. I think he was fifth since two thousand six most receiving yards up there with most receptions with elite company. Like guys like Justin Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr., Marquise Coleston, um, Justin Jefferson. Like he was with guys that are elite.
1: Oh yeah, and Eric, talent.
0: Garrett Wilson just showed awesome. that. So I mean. Four quarterbacks, 1,100 yards, 83 receptions, only four touchdowns. It Can Zach Wilson be in that kind of situation this year, big step forward and just be a game manager where he can give Garrett Wilson 145, 150 targets, still being that clear number one option in that passing game?
1: He has to and be Garrett like what we talked about. Right? Garoppolo knows that Devontae Adams is going to make or break him based off his talent. Zach exactly. Wilson has to understand Garrett Wilson – is the only way he's going to succeed. Exactly. He has to and go that way. That. He has the talent. Like Zach Wilson has the arm talent, I should say. Between the ears, I don't know. But let's talk about some Garrett Wilson trades because this is what I got to. I mean, no, oh, know it's the T. Higgins theme podcast. We'll be talking about it, but Garrett Wilson or T. Higgins in a 24 second?
0: Give me Garrett Wilson. Give we me. Got,
1: see, now this one, I think is, this ship has passed. If you can get this one done, go do it. Uh, Garrett Wilson and a mid 24 first or Justin Jefferson. I am now firmly smashing that Justin Jefferson. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I'm not yeah. even debating. It has to be a top three on the other side to even consider.
0: The way I look at it, it's like, okay, Zach Wilson is bottom of the barrel, not good. Like, he is like, like, sometimes you're like, oh, like Andy Dalton comes in, Gardner Minshew comes in for the Eagles. Like, okay, they're going to just target the best wide receivers. Like, that's mm-hmm. all. That's their focus. They know AJ Brown's going to save my ass, make me look good. Zach Wilson is didn't do that last year, but Mike White did. Joe Flacco did. Garrett Wilson put up 17 plus points per game. That would have been a top seven, top six wide receiver finish last year as a rookie in that Justin Jefferson in that Jamar Chase tier after his rookie season. Like there was a real world scenario where we'd be like, all right, Garrett Wilson locked in wide receiver three. I don't care if Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is there, but he had Zach Wilson there, so right, it's he Zach just needs Wilson someone in.
1: competent. If he exactly. had Matthew Stafford, okay. he's going to light it up. Now, yeah. this is what I'm really advocating for people to do, right? So if you're a contender, you have Garrett Wilson. You were keeping him. You, he's gonna, you're going to ride him to the championship, and he's going to be a top three dynasty wide receiver. What I'm seeing now is people are hitting the panic button on Garrett Wilson. So what I'm saying is if you have a team that's middle of the road or you have a team that's rebuilding, I mean, I'm seeing trades here. DK Metcalf and Joe Mixon for Garrett Wilson. Smash. Yeah. Like, absolutely. not even Garrett. Not even debating that one. George Pickens, Damian Pierce, and a second. It's Garrett hey. Wilson. You know, like, I'm going to go Dev- make some
0: Garrett trades, Dad.
1: Right. Devontae Adams and and Terry McLaurin. Like, I understand the principle of, like, hey, I want to contend, but, like, these are not the trades to make. I mean, Brandon Ayuk and Jahan Dotson. Ayuk has looked great, but that's not the type of trade that we're talking about making here. I mean, I am Chris Alave in and in a second or in a third. That one I can see either direction. You know, yep. I'm looking at, um, what do we have here? DeAndre Hopkins, Gabe Davis in a first, smash. Give me Garrett Wilson. I mean, like Garrett Wilson, people are hitting the panic button. Calvin Ridley, Darren Waller, Mac Jones. Now we're getting a little bit closer because I'm buying in on Calvin Ridley, but I'm still taking Wilson unless I'm absolutely all in. Pat fryer Pat Fryer-Muth and and Michael Pittman Jr.? Come on. Uh-huh. like Garrett Wilson is not that guy. Don't sell him for peanuts. The way I
0: look at it, Dad, is – when you're that good of a talent, which Garrett Wilson is, Zach Wilson, no, he is not Eli Manning. He's not yeah. what any of those guys are. But, like, Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, we had multiple scenarios of these elite tier wide receivers that Garrett Wilson joins that company. Like He, he won. He checks all the accolades. Eighth, tenth overall pick. Offensive rookie of the year. 1,100 yards. Like, historical rookie season. He is so good that he is just going to need to be efficient on the targets he gets. Like mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a real world scenario where Garrett Wilson has like a 1,200 yard season and catches like 80 to 90 passes, but only has like five to six touchdowns, but he still mm-hmm. finishes top 10. So I mean, for his age to be able to do that, his talent's going to win out regardless. I think there's no world where he doesn't put up a thousand plus yards and gets like 80 to 90 catches. If he can bump up, like he already has one. If he can get like six, seven touchdowns, maybe eight, there's a real chance that he can really pay off at his ADP and the dip that he's going to fall for. So there's no point in selling him, in my opinion, in redraft especially. But in Dynasty, yeah, if you could go flip him for Chris Olave plus, a good plus, or like Waddle plus a good plus, share, do that. But those guys aren't Garrett Wilson. They're not his talent. We saw what he did last night. We saw that catch. Mm-hmm. That's what separates Garrett Wilson from the Chris Olaves, the the Jalen Waddles. It's his ability to make plays in one on one scenarios where the where the pass is difficult. Those guys are great. They're fast. They can separate. They make big plays with their speed. But when they when it's press coverage, man, he's in your grill. You got one yard to make a move and, and make a play. Garrett Wilson is top five in the NFL at that. And he's 23 year olds to this day. So it's just Brees Hall getting him down to that three yard line, third and goal. Zach Wilson, all you got to do is put that on the money. We saw it against the Browns. We saw it in college. We saw it last night Mm -hmm. against weaker corners. That was against Tradavius White. Just picture that against a a number two corner or a weak corner to a defense. Like, that's money. That's going to be a touchdown all day. So. There's a real world where Garrett Wilson could could have like a CD lamb type year two, but there's also a world where he could have that CD lamb type year three. So he's volatile, but I'm still riding with him because he's All super in. talented.
1: I'm taking, him, taking Garrett Wilson everywhere. I'm taking this podcast. I mean, this has been one of the most fun podcasts. We do just straight up going over every single guy. This is what's fun is trying to find who those buys are. We've been hitting on a lot of different guys. Make sure you guys hit us up on Twitter at FF snoog at dynasty dad FF. Um, Hit up, the, hit us up for the Patreon. Right now, we are running the you know, Snoob Timber. We're giving away an Alvin Kamara helmet, our, our mini helmet for anyone who joined. Not anyone. Jeez, you're in the running for winning that. We're not giving everybody one. You know, We're I not trying to do that. But right now, we're doing money-back guarantee, too. I mean, if you come in in September and you're like, you know what? This wasn't for me, which I don't think you're going to do. We'll give you your money back. Right now, we have, what, 25 different rooms in there. You got Snoogs right? You know, all of his rankings, redraft, all of mine for redraft, all of ours for Dynasty, all of our buy lows, all of our windows in there, all the different principles we teach from from rebuilding to, uh, you know, insulated trades to year one punts to, you know, some advanced metrics that Snooks put in there, plus our daily content. I and mean, we're literally putting out threads daily to try to educate you guys and put you guys in the best position to absolutely smash your opponents. So, Snoop, did I hit that pretty good? Because that that Patreon, I got to give you credit, man. It it looks beautiful
0: yeah absolutely and we tried to just make it so you guys know where to go for everything you need you got all my stuff you got all dad stuff then you got all of our current buying stuff and you're also you guys are going to get exclusive access to a lot of things so i'm really excited what the future is going to bring for the patreon because we're here to make you guys win your leagues we're going to give you the best advice we can do and guys we have the track record to prove it i mean me and dad crushed it last year we both won a ton of leagues we made a ton of money that's what you guys are here for you're not here to play in 10 fantasy leagues and just donate every year you're here to make some money put some side money in your pocket come christmas time and pay for your wife's ring so let's get this rolling we're here to make you guys win money and come on look at that jersey look at that look at that picture behind me i need that mini helmet so i might have to box one of you guys for that helmet for whoever wins it so i'm excited
1: i love it and that's where you know we have things all the way from We're going to help you guys out with drafts. We're going to do things there. Snoog and I are going to go live 15 minutes for the VIP, 15 minutes before podcast to just answer your questions. We're going to do all that kind of stuff. Mung's in there. John's in there. You get access to all of us. I mean, it's literally, you can tier it for however you want it, but it's the same as like not even a cup of coffee for an entire month. So make sure you guys check that out. Tune in. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the process. Now I'm messing up the endings now. I'm like, I forget what's going on.